Shaking it up with Sheikh Fayaz. Nightly Ramadan Reflections. A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Wa bihi nasta'in. Wa salatu wa salamu ala sayyidina wa nabiyyina Muhammad. Wa ala ahla baytah al-tayyibin al-tahirin. The term dunya in the Arabic language means the nearest or the low. And the Quran often connotates this dunya, this world that we live in, in a very negative connotation. We need to be in a state of recognition that this life is solely a means for us to get to the next world. And it has all of the tools that we have been gifted and honored with by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be a means solely to reach Him. It is said that one day a man, he came to Imam al-Sadiq alayhi salam, the great-great-grandson of the Messenger of God sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he said, O grandson of the Messenger of God, he said, I love my wealth too much. He says, and what do you love to do with it? He says, with it I love to give charity, with it I love to go for hajj, with it I love to purchase things for my family. To which the Imam salam responds to him that this is not love of your wealth, but this is love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To understand that if we are utilizing the tools that we have been given in this world, and as long as we don't be so consumed with that which God has given us, and recognize that they are a stepping stone for us to get toward eternal peace and tranquility within our hearts, and that of course is in contentment with the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then at the end of the day, we're all good. But the issue comes when we become so consumed and we have such incredible and intense attachment to this world. And that's when we need to go back and check ourselves and see how much wealth, how much identity, how much position, how much property really consumes our life on a day-to-day basis. Which is why it is said that some of the companions of Ali ibn Abi Talib السلام, they would often see him in prayers and after his prayers he would go into the state of prostration and he would call out, Ya dunya talaqtuki thalathan fughurri ghayri. He would state, O world, I've divorced you three times, so go and deceive someone else. It's important to always be in that state of understanding that you never want to be able to fall into that hole which will just lead to so much sin and to so much transgression. That attachment to this world and understanding that this is the end objective and it's not a means toward getting to an end is going to lead to so much detriment to our hearts and to our souls. In the tradition of the Messenger wasallam, he states, I wonder at the man who builds a home on a bridge. To which his companion said, O Messenger of God, why would anyone build a home on, their, on a bridge? To which he responded that being so consumed with this world and believing that it's going to be the be-all, end-all, and the final objective of yours is like building a home on a bridge, not understanding that this dunya is only a means toward getting to the akhara. But nonetheless, oftentimes we fall into the trap, and we often fall into its deception. And many verses of the Qur'an and traditions of the Prophet and his family, والسلام, they call it just that, a deception. In one verse in Surah Al-Imran, chapter 3, verse number 14, 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala states, زُيِّنَ لِلنَّاسِ حُبُّ الشَّحَوَاتِ مِنَ النِّسَاءِ وَالْبَنِينِ وَقَنَاطِيرِ الْمُقَنْتَرَةٍ مِنَ الظَّحَبِ وَالْفِذَّةِ He states that to mankind has been made this desire and this love for worldly things, including that of women and children, accumulated piles of gold and silver. And he continues, وَالْخَيْلَ الْمُسَوَّمَةِ وَالْعَنْآمِ وَالْحَرْثِ and human beings, they love horses and they love livestock and they love farms in the same way that so many people, property and wealth was determined by how much livestock they had and the size of their farms in prehistoric periods. But when it comes toward contemporary day, that gold and that silver and those accumulated piles go into our investments and go into the size of our bank account and go into cars and properties and so on and so forth. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, again He states, Know that yes, these are all pleasurable, nice things, but they're only pleasurable in this lowly world of ours, of the dunya. Wallahu indahu husnu ma'ab. And that with God is a much better destination. That which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala won't give you the sense of stress and anxiety that the wealth gives you in this dunya. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to reset, to refocus, and understanding that attachment to this world is incredibly dangerous and is incredibly detrimental. And thus we have been offered pieces of advice from the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and from Ahlul Bayt, peace be upon them, in terms of how we can allow for ourselves to really eradicate the attachment of this world that so many of us have. And the first step to really doing that is to being in a state of thankfulness and a state of gratitude to God for that which He has given us and that which we do have, be it plentiful or be it not so plentiful. Being in a state of gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, telling God that we're very thankful to all of the blessings that we do have and demonstrating it by words and by actions is really a means to eradicating again that notion of attachment and love of this dunya. In a tradition it is stated, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala actually increases one's wealth when they give in charity, which would seem kind of odd being that giving in charity is an immediate decrease of our wealth but God says by His blessing and by His graciousness, He's actually going to increase your wealth. Why does He do that? Because when one gives and one gives out of themselves, in reality, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is seeing that they don't have such an attachment to this world. They're willing to give out of that which is seemingly the most important thing to them, and that is their wealth. Who doesn't love money? Everyone loves it. Even Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala begins that verse uh, chapter 3, verse 14, when he states, للناس, that he is fashioned within people. It, it's, it's part and parcel of the human being to be attracted to all of these things. But then it becomes our responsibility to fight the battle of our own souls. The words of Amir al-Mu'mineen Ali alayhi salam, he states that the greatest enemy of the human being is that soul which rests between it's two shoulders. To really struggle to perform that jihad of the nafs, to do everything that we can to eradicate the love of this dunya, the first way, the first mechanism to doing just that 
is about being thankful and recounting one's blessings. Think about how much it is that I do have, not only in terms of wealth, but in terms of health, in terms of friends, in terms of community, uh, in terms of the ability to speak, the ability to eat, the ability to walk, the ability to see, the ability to hear. Sitting down and recounting our blessings for just a couple of moments every day will really start to eradicate that attachment that so many of our hearts have to this dunya. Number two, it's important that we look at those who have less than us. Not in a way that we look at those who have less than us and that we begin to laugh at them or begin to mock them or we begin to look down upon them, but looking at those who have less than us as a means to cultivate empathy and compassion within our hearts so that we're more inclined toward giving. We have so many traditions of the Prophet ﷺ that says, for instance, that the one who eats every single day a meal in his home while his neighbors do not have food is not a believer. It's important to be in a state where we're thinking about others, contemplating about others. So much of the holy month of Ramadan is about service and feeling the pain of abstaining from food and drink. And it's really fast. Fasting is incredibly difficult. But through that difficulty and through that pain, we're able to cultivate a sense of compassion for those who do not have. So to looking toward those who have less than us really allows for our attachment to this world to again slowly be removed from our hearts. And then thirdly and finally, it's vital in order to eradicate the love of this dunya from our hearts and from our souls to know our place, to recognize that we are a servant, to recognize that we are a slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That which God has given us, it's out of his mercy and out of his compassion and out of his wisdom. And that which God has taken from us is also out of his mercy and also out of his compassion and also out of his wisdom to know that I was created for one purpose and one purpose only, and that is servitude. And that all of these distractions on a day-to-day basis, that of this world and the inclinations of this dunya that only seek toward allowing for ourselves to think about ourselves as opposed to others, We're so self-centric when in reality we need to be God-centric. We need to be thinking about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His creation more than we think about our own selves. But when the world and society and culture dictates the opposite, it's important that we reset. And the holy month of Ramadan, fasting, prayers, worship, is that reset button. It is that opportunity to remind ourselves that we're a slave, that we're a servant of God, and to be the servant and to be the slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in reality is not a curse, but it's an honor and it's a blessing. And that through its recognition and through its understanding, we're able to really allow for ourselves to recognize that this world is a means toward getting to the end. So what we have in terms of enjoyments, we enjoy it. What we have in terms of blessings and wealth and family and children and so on and so forth, Nothing wrong with being in a space whereby we are really embracing that which God has given us. But as long as we don't get so consumed and we don't lose end of that which is most important, and that is the eventual return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to allow for ourselves to reach Him in a state whereby our hearts have been purified, our deeds are pure, 
and that we have no sense of desire to return back to the dunya because the only thing that we're seeking is his proximity. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for tawfiq. Walhamdulillah rabbil alameen. Wa sallillahumma ala muhammadin wa alihi al-tahirin. Follow Sheikh Fayaz on Twitter and Instagram at Fayaz Jaffer and look out for him on Facebook.